Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride post-game show. He's up to the near side at the 45, pushes by the wall. 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City, Byron Pringle. And the weekday home for Andy Reid, Mitch Holtis, Derek Johnson, and Patrick Mahomes. Fires it to Edelman and drops it. Intercepted off of Edelman and picked by the Honey Badger. Pick six, Tyron Matthew pick. Brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Guns are long for the end zone. Wide open touchdown. Kansas City. It's a home run to Tyreek Hill. Here's Jay Binkley. And it was a rough one for the Kansas City Chiefs. You can go ahead and say that's the low water mark of the season. For the Kansas City Chiefs losing to Tennessee Titans in dominating fashion as the Titans, boom, bam, Bills, Chiefs, gone. The way they've beaten them in the last two weeks, Chiefs the highest percentage of touchdowns on drives and the lowest giving up touchdown drives. It's lowest point total going back to 2012. We remember that season. The worst season, in my opinion, in Kansas City sports history. You know, they got beat 38-3 to the Denver Broncos on December 30th. 2012, that's why Andy Reid is here now with the Kansas City Chiefs. But certainly nothing going right for the Kansas City Chiefs at all. And I want to hear about special teams at all because it's about the defense, it's about the offense, it's about the play calling, it's about getting schooled as far as some of the X's and O's are going for the Kansas City Chiefs. Any adjectives you want to use, abysmal, crappy, porous, lack of desire, lethargic, slow, confused, shameful, hopeless, woeful, laughable, any you want to use are right on the table for it's kind of like you're on a small boat and it's been taken on a little water and you get that little cup you're trying to throw it out but now there's a big leak and you know the shame the shameful thing is the afc they, there's not a dominant team out there when i look at it like if the chiefs a couple more wins you're talking the chiefs have been so bad they could put themselves right in this race in the afc you know people are throwing bouquets at the feet of the baltimore ravens two in the last three weeks they've given up 500 yards I mean, it's been there for the taking. It blasted today at home by the Bengals. You know, they get 500 yards. The Colts didn't win that game. You get the Chargers getting blasted at the Ravens last weekend. Then they go lay an egg now. It's like, when can a team put things together and be consistent going forward? Because we just haven't seen that. Maybe Buffalo, but they got beat by the uh, this Tennessee Titans team last week. But for the day for the Kansas City Chiefs, it's like that fear is gone. That fear is gone for the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs used to be able to walk out of these games. And keep in mind, coming this year, Patrick Mahomes had one game where he lost by more than one possession. One. And that was the Buccaneers. I, like others, looked at it and said, okay, he ran too much. He's running 497 yards backwards. we got to fix this line. Well, they did that. But today, the line wasn't good. But Dupree, Harold Landry, one of the best pass rushers in the league, that's a very good tandem they have there, gave the Chiefs fits and gave guys like Orlando Brown that shouldn't have been schooled today, absolute fits. I thought the offensive line had their worst game today. I don't even think it's close. Mahomes, his wide receivers, they're out of sync. We're used to imagine. Like if the defense, like we're used to them giving up, you know, touchdowns and field goals the first half. That's just what happens. It is weird to think they haven't given up a touchdown the last two games, but it didn't matter. The Titans went to shutdown mode, prevent mode. They just wanted to get out of uh, at home in Nashville with the win over the Kansas City Chiefs, but that fear factor's gone. There used to be this fear that existed with other teams when you're playing the Chiefs. But as I mentioned, Mahomes now has two games in which he's lost by more than one score. 
And he had gone all the way to the Super Bowl last year, but this year, too, the Buffalo game and then the game today. That fear factor's not there. That fear factor, when number 15 came on the field, you're, you know, teams are you know, figuring out a way to hold the ball longer, time of possession, which the Tennessee Titans did today, run the football. If you would have told me Derrick Henry was kept to three yards of carry, I'd say, okay, how many, how many points did the Chiefs win by? 86 yards for Derrick Henry? But again, the scheme and what, what the Tennessee did was brilliant. Ryan Tannehill was 11 for his first 11 before his first incompletion. They were throwing the ball at will against this team, getting the 27 points. They didn't need to worry about the second half because they didn't. The defense was terrible, and I, I don't care about their stats in the second half or not giving up points. They were abysmal today. The offense was equally as abysmal for the Kansas City Chiefs. Out of sync, out of rhythm. There's not nothing good really to say about the Chiefs' offense today. Actually, the only thing, Kramer, you could say was good today was Nick Bolton. Four tackles for losses, 15 tackles, because this was going to be the Nick Bolton game. He's got to stop Derrick Henry. Out of all everything, we're talking about Nick Bolton being the bright spot, which is not where I wanted to be right now. And he at least had three tackles for loss against uh, Derrick Henry. He had four, actually. My bad. He had four. 15 tackles. He led all rookies in tackles going into this year. Nick Bolton did. But again, I like him in that Mike position, to be honest with you. But they, they've got to look at him. Today is look in the mirror time. I mean, there were some guys, and you're seeing it on Twitter and everything, you know, like Frank Clark laughing at the end of the game. That stuff's got to go by the wayside. This team got embarrassed today. It is look-in-the-mirror time for the Kansas City Chiefs. It could, it could snowball from here. Like, it could snowball. The Washington second half gave me hope, gave me optimism. All right, that, that's the Chiefs I'm used to seeing. That second half, you know, Chiefs offense was confident. They were moving the football. Defense was stepping up and at least looking, you know, halfway legitimate. Again, if they could just be, you know, 20th in the NFL, 21st, 22nd, you would take it. Teams still win the Super Bowl defenses in the 20s, especially with this offense. But it, when all just falls down, and keep this in mind, this Tennessee defense was not good. They were 28th in the NFL last year. They had injuries in their secondary, 24th in the NFL this year. Their pass defense, bottom third in the NFL, 24th. Run defense was the only thing they're actually halfway decent at. They were ninth in the NFL. They gave up a ton of points this year, 26.8 points a game. So this defense was vulnerable. This defense, I mean, Josh Allen threw for 353 against this defense last week. But the fear factor's gone for the Chiefs. They used to have it. It was that Tiger Woods on Sunday effect when golfers would melt down when when they'd see Tiger Woods. They'd melt down and wouldn't play like themselves. They'd play completely different than they had the last couple of days to be in position to win a golf tournament at the end, but they'd melt down at the sight of Tiger Woods. That was a little bit like the Chiefs' mantra. It's what they did. Buffalo Bills talked about, other teams talked about, like the Chiefs are never out of a game. We're all of a sudden seeing the Chiefs out of games. And it's really weird. It's really weird. Not something we're accustomed to for this football team, but it's definitely look in the mere time. I know people are discussing. You have every right to be discussing with this football team. I literally thought second half against Washington. Again, it was the Washington football team. Big deal. But they showed some things like, all right, I can buy into that. If they take that momentum, they did not take any momentum to Tennessee. There was none. None at all. Turnovers still prevalent. Mahomes interception, fumble. You had that McCole Hardman fumble at the end. 17 giveaways for the Chiefs this year. Can't do that. Like, you can't do that at all. But I just, the one thing the Chiefs had was fear. The one thing they had was when that offense went on the field, you had to fear what the Kansas City Chiefs were going to do. They're never going to be out of game. They're a cockroach. They never were going to die. They were going to play you to the last second. Again, before that Eagles game, they'd gone 10 straight games when Mahomes started with their one or lost by six points. 
Now you're sitting here looking. Two of the three losses or two of the three wins the Chiefs have are against the NFC least, the Eagles in Washington. And they get another crack at another one with the Giants, who, by the way, had a big win today over the Panthers despite nobody playing for them. The injury bug hit them. But it's the National Football League. Weird things happen. But Chiefs already with their fourth loss. Again, different year because you have 17 games. But last year, you needed at least only five losses to get in the postseason. The 10-6 and six Miami Dolphins did not make the postseason. Again, it's relative. You know, eight and eight teams got into the NFC last year, seven and nine. But you better win your division. And you better hope there's a lot of crappy teams. But if everybody's hovering around 11 and five, it's going to come down to tiebreakers, in which the Chiefs have lost all their tiebreakers to this point with two of the three wins coming against NFC teams, only the Cleveland Browns could help the Chiefs maybe down the stretch as far as getting to the postseason. But their conference record is terrible at this point with the Kansas City Chiefs. It really is. I mean, it's the bottom of the barrel at this point. It's looking in the mirror time. Figure out what you got. Be embarrassed because today was embarrassed. Today was embarrassing. It's like a dog taking a leak on the carpet and you rub its nose in it. I mean, that's what this is. Embarrassing calls. The offense was embarrassing. The defense was embarrassing. Again, so many things. But how many losses do you have? Two weeks from now, and you better not take the Giants lightly. They better not take the Giants lightly because they, they found a way to win the game today. Against the Panthers, and they're not a great team. But right now, the Kansas City Chiefs aren't a great team. They're just not. Then the Packers come in after that. You get the Cowboys still against the Chiefs. Hell, they got to go to Cincinnati and play a team that just absolutely thumped the Ravens today. Over 500 yards of offense. Chiefs have to go there later on this year. Still two more against Denver. Not so worried about that, but who knows? It's the NFL and weird things happen like weird things happen today. Got to play the Raiders twice. I mean, how many losses can the Chiefs afford? I think basically look at the rest of the season and say you cannot lose more than two games. That is a tough ask. But this right here, rock bottom today. No words can describe just how bad they looked. How embarrassing this game was for the Kansas City Chiefs. Because the one thing they always had was that fear. There was always that fear. I, I think even despite their record, it was still the Kansas City Chiefs. It was still Andy Reid. It was still Patrick Mahomes. That fear did exist. But now you have Derrick Henry throwing a touchdown pass in your defense, and Mahomes still turning it over. Like, where do you go from here? It's the Giants. That becomes most – like, I said that. If the Chiefs lose this week, because this three-game stretch is important. They got the one win against Washington, then Tennessee. The best you can do in this three-game stretch is be a 4-4 four and four before you play the Packers. Then if you lose them, you're constantly dog paddling. Chiefs are constantly trying to stay over 500. It's that bad. I mean, there are no good words to describe it. I know a lot of you are melting down. I have a few comments on Twitter about trading Patrick Mahomes, which I find absolutely, totally ridiculous at this point and hope that's not your, your mindset as well. He's 26 years old, a Super Bowl MVP. All he's done is gone to three straight AFC titles. You can go try to find another quarterback. I mean, that is a little bit ridiculous. Again, were you melting down if you were a Packers fan when they lost 38-3 to to the Saints? No, they turned it around. Were you laughing when the Chargers got bombed by the Ravens last week, 34-6, to only to see the Ravens turn around this week and get bombed? Did fans give up on the Titans when they lost to the Jets earlier this year, only to beat the Bills and Chiefs in back-to-back weeks? Not saying it's going to happen to this team, but any thoughts of trading Mahomes is absolutely ridiculous. Let's hear what you have to say. Let's go no huddle. 40, 35, 30, cheetah at full speed, 10 to the 5-yard line. You play impress, the cheetah will run you all the way around the earth. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610.
All right, good stuff right there. Let's go to your calls. 913-576-7610 is our Stoverstein Ice Center's hotline. Also, Chase Southland Tool Service text line. 913-576-7610. Stephen Lenexa, what's on your mind? Oh, big man, don't be down. It's just one game. The Chiefs dynasty is dead. The AFC dynasty long live the Chiefs. I'm not down. It's just a it's a game. I mean, that's what it is. They got their they got themselves beat today. I guess I'm a little bit down that the the mojo is gone at this point. I mean, I did not see this happening today to this team. Thought they'd be competitive in this game, but that's football. Well, you nailed it. The air of invincibility is over. We're not Tiger Woods anymore. We're just another another good football team trying to improve. And you have to take that mentality. And that mentality is not, right now, is not within Frank Clark, who is laughing on the sideline as his team is. Yeah, I didn't under, I didn't, I did not like that. I did not like that look. He needs, he needs to understand that, that unless you improve your attitude and your hustle and you're willing to lay out for a play, not make business decisions because you're fat and happy with a big contract that you're going to be cut next year. And we need pressure from management and, and maybe the coaches to tell these guys to get their to get their act together. But, man, hey, it's, it's all still in front of us. Playoffs and, and Super Bowl and, and everything else. It's just that we're not going to cruise to it. Yeah. To a number one C, but we no. have got to get discipline over these guys. These no guys question, no question. He lost all the tiebreakers. Keep this in mind, Steve. James Palmer just tweeted this out. Chiefs have allowed 29 points per game and 404 total yards per game this season. Since 1970, no team has made the playoffs in a season that they allowed 28-plus points per game and 400-plus total yards per game. Only one team has made the playoffs since 1970, in a season, they allow 28-plus points per game. 2,000 Ravens lost in wild card. Or, excuse me, Rams. I mean, <laughs> but that's when you have the offense going, too. And today, you did not see that today. Dan and KCK. What's up, Dan? Good evening. How you doing? Yeah, it's embarrassing today. But the good news is we led, we held Henry to 86 yards. But the bad news is A.J. Brown did everything he could. And, uh, what was the coverage on A.J. Brown? My goodness. It seemed like he was getting open on everything. You know what? Dan, it was one of those things, too. Is one of those things that they used players the Chiefs weren't expecting. Keep this in mind. A.J. Brown and Byron Pringle had very similar fantasy numbers coming in the day. However, when you take a guy like that and you make him a weapon, eight catches, 133 yards. And a touchdown, brilliant work for the Titans. Well, yeah, you got to give him credit. And I, I didn't see the one when Frank Clark smiled. I have to look at that later on, but I missed that one. But I got, next week, uh, yeah, you're right. Bing, the Chiefs better not take the Giants lightly. I don't think they will. And we will be ready for them. Let's take care of the Giants. Thanks, Dan. You know, here's the situation. <laughs> you remember that Herm Edwards year where everything had to go right for the Chiefs to back into the playoffs. Not saying that's the way it's going to be, but for this team <laughs> to maybe make the playoffs – you could be sweating, and I could be sweating at week 16 and 17, hoping things fall in your lap. That's one thing you didn't want. You wanted to just assert yourself to be in the playoffs, not sit there and wait for the season, wait for the Chiefs to get in the playoffs. Again, this is mere-looking time for the Chiefs. You know, we've heard this stuff, and I know, you know, Andy Reid last week, I liked it, that enough is enough. To me, and I said it on the air, that should have been the mindset before Washington, not at halftime. Because they're already turning the ball over. They already lead their second in the NFL in plus minus going into that Washington game. No, the enough is enough. Should have been before that Washington game, but it carried over today. John in Kansas City, what's up, my man? Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Hey, um, 
got to agree with you on Patrick Mahomes, but I will say this. This is probably the kind of play that got him that was the second round. Mahomes? Yeah. Uh, he's first rounder, 10th t- overall. Tenth overall, okay. At, at that time with the quarterback. But that mentality of being desperate and doing the things that's happened. No, I don't think it's a trade situation, although you got to <laughs> look at a salary cap next year. It's not a trade situation. If you trade Mahomes, you're in the same situation looking for a quarterback. Again. This guy has started three seasons in the NFL, and each one of them he's been in the AFC title game, two Super Bowls, a Super Bowl championship, a Super Bowl MVP, and a league MVP. He's 26 freaking years old. Again, you guys want to go down this route again? You want to go Tyler Thigpen again? You want to go Trent Green? You want to go these Ricky guys? Stanzi? Ricky Stanzi? You guys want to go that route again? You want to go that route again? No, the Chiefs have their quarterback. He's going to be fine. There's a lot of other issues on this team. Absolutely, quarterback is not one of them. It's not playing like you want. Turnovers are coming. It is something I do believe can be corrected. I mean, he did throw the ball up into the air, but at least it was towards the ground. He was getting sacked. And that one, Josh Gordon, played volleyball again and tipped the ball up in the air. The one interception he had. But again, he didn't have a great game. Not saying he did, but trading him is absolutely ridiculous. Matt and Raytown, what's up? Hey, Bank. How you doing, man? Appreciate you taking my call. Thanks for calling. I think I'm ready to stick a fork in this team, man. We are closer to the Seattle Seahawks than we are the New England Patriots. One and done. You know, you got Mahomes out there looking a fool. Brittany Matthews posting crap on Twitter, getting in fights with Chiefs fans. Jackson making his TikTok. And I'm just done with this team. Let's go to Brandon in Humboldt, Kansas. What's up, Brandon? Nothing. How's it going, Bane? Good. How are you? Good. First thing, um, yeah, the dumbest thing, he makes thing of it is get rid of Mahomes. I mean, that's just stupid. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I wish people. I wish people would hold this energy because if he turns it around, just remember what we said in week seven. Let's trade Mahomes, right? Be fair to yourself and have that same tempo, that same attitude at the end of the year if he turns things around. Because you know this guy's a winner. He's going to. Oh yeah, but my my question to you is: Don't you think Kansas City ought to open up the run game a little bit more, keep the defenses? Uh, more uh, honest because obviously everybody in the league knows that we're a passing team. So if we open up the run game, don't you think that will make them more honest? They'll bring more people up the line and maybe open up our passing. You know what, though? I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I'd like to see it because it throws teams for you know a loop. They're expecting pass and they run. Remember the Buffalo Bills game last year in Orchard Park? Clyde had his best game ever. They were expecting the pass. Chiefs zigged when they thought they were going to zag today the, the titans zigged when we thought they were going to zag it wasn't about derrick henry today even though he had a nice touchdown pass it was about ryan Tannehill. it was about aj brown it was about efficient offense using derrick henry as somewhat of a decoy he had 86 yards rushing less than three yards of carry yeah he had a couple catches for 16 yards but he did not dominate like he has in 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 other games they cut him off of off guard is, is what the uh, Titans did to the Kansas City Chiefs. Outcoached them, to be quite honest with you. Completely outcoached the Chiefs. Do I think the running game? Well, Darrell Williams is not that guy. He's good head-to-head, get near the goal line. And I think people kind of overvalued what he did last week. He only had three yards of carry. Yes, he got in the end zone twice, but three yards of carry. Doesn't cut it in the National Football League. But a lot of people were enamored last week. You know what, to be honest with you, that was the lowest rushing total Last week, the Chiefs had in the previous four games. But people all of a sudden thought the running game was 
was perfect because Clyde didn't play. That was just simply not true. John, what's up? Hey, Bink. I just wanted to say, you know, the people that, that uh, talk about wanting to train Mahomes is just absolutely stupid. You know, it's really not. Yeah, he fumbled a couple times during the interception. Yeah. But he's yeah, John, let's go through everything. Tyler Thigpen era again. Let's do that. I mean, again, oh. I told people, hold that energy this year at the end, next year at the end. Hold that same energy because all these people that don't like a world championship up there, a banner flying, they want to trade Mahomes. It was just completely oh. stupid. You know, it, it, just think about the Buffalo Bills. They went to four Super Bowls. They never won one. You had New England. They didn't win them all. It went 10 years without winning a, a Super Bowl. We have to enjoy what we just had two years ago. We went last year. Didn't play very well. we kind of seen it happening. But that defense has got to improve. And it starts with, I, I think we've lost a little discipline. When Frank Clark, at the end of the game, is laughing after this ass kicking. That I did not got, like that either. That's ridiculous. That's, that's really one of the things that really kind of ticked me off today was the fact that he's laughing and he's making – Yeah, you can't, you, you can't do that. You can't laugh. I mean, there was nothing to laugh about at this game. Nothing at all. It's mere looking time. Get pissed time. Act like the team that we've seen in the last couple of years. Yeah, you're going to get everybody's best shot. But right now, you're getting everybody's best shot. You're not handling it well. I mean, you're going down Cleveland. Yes, you beat Cleveland. Is that a team that could make the postseason? Maybe. But you're getting beat by the Bills in dramatic fashion. You're getting thumped by the Titans. Two of the top AFC contenders have thumped the Chiefs. The Chargers beat the Chiefs. Although, grain of salt with that one, the Ravens have. But, again, again, this AFC, every team has a flaw. And there's some bad flaws. Unfortunately, the Chiefs have as bad a flaw as anybody with this defense. And forget about the trade deadline. We want to, Who could the Chiefs trade for to make this team better? It could be a situation because November 2nd, the trade deadline, you're saying, okay, who can the Chiefs trade to get another pick? It might flip from who can the Chiefs bring in to who can the Chiefs get a pick from to trade one of their players. That's how quickly these things change because they're going to need a lot of picks to, to, to fix this defense, no question. Chester, what's up, Chester? Yes, sir. Integrity is when you see it and when you don't. When you have it and then when you don't. Uh, are you going to be an enemy to yourself when you reflect yourself? Some of the worst times in the Bible when money failed, Joseph was already in place. And Pharaoh said, they'll come to you, but only on the throne I'll be greater. When Mordecai, oh, when he was at the gate in, in, in bad clothes, he said, Esther, we got to get together. And they gave one the tenth chapter back to him. Life, acronym, it's got two acronyms. Love involving faithful efforts, then you take the same acronym. Labor involving failing efforts. What choice are you going to choose? Worse can become worse, or you can turn worse into your best. But certain things have to be in place. And integrity comes when you don't see it, and integrity comes when you do see it. Don't be over. Don't be under. But be in place when you look at yourself and don't say the enemy in me. God bless you. There is life. But which acronym do you choose? There you go, Chester. And, you know, this game's full of avid. It's just like I said, bad, awful, woeful ways to describe this uh, team. So, yeah, 
Terry in the Northland. What's up, Terry? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm not sure I understood Chester, to be honest with you. <laughs> All i got to say is this. Uh, as far as I know, Chief, uh, Mahomes doesn't play defense. Uh, the defense, it reminds me of that song in Last Dance, when you're bad, you're so, so bad. I mean, you know, when are we going to have some secondary, some cornerbacks that are that have some height? You know, we've got undersized quarters, and we're expecting them to play with guys that are taller. And then the worst thing is, they never know where the ball is. They play too close, and then they're trying to play catch-up and run the route with the guy, and they never look back to see where the ball is. They could intercept part of the time if they just knew where the ball is. Yeah. So you can't fix that. I mean, you just, they just, you know, they are what they are. They're a little better than the average team this year. And I mean, that's just the way it is. The other teams have caught up, and it's just going to be one of those years. That's all I can say. Yeah, it's one, it's one of those years. Let's go to Todd and Shawnee. Yeah, I mean, there's, <laughs> it, it was bad, real bad, real bad. What's up, Todd? Yeah. According to text line, they think uh, I'm being a propagandist. Listen, I don't want to talk about Mahomes' fiance. I don't want to talk about his brother. I don't want to talk about that makes me a homer, whatever. I'm, I'm talking about the game, not his family, all right? So if you can keep it straight, keep it simple the game, that's fine. But the Chiefs were bad today. Go ahead, Todd. <laughs> no, I was going to say, watching game film on this team for Andy Reid and the coaches got to be like watching the episode of this old house. You know, but you got the broke-down house with so many things wrong with it, you don't know where to start. Now is my question to you. Where do you think they start? What's most important to at least get them being competitive with good teams again? Well, I, I think a big part of it is defense. It, it, a lot of it's defense and attitude. I mean, it does. You know, as far as going to the next year, free, free mind, free different system, whatever it takes, you got to do something to jolt this defense. Get them an attitude again. You know, with this defense, it's going to be getting defensive players. I mean, there's some young core guys that I really like. I do like Sneed still. You know, I like him. He showed me something. I have like Finn a little bit more and more late. Nick Bolton, I've always liked. Again, he leads the Chiefs in tackles again today. Him and Mike Linebacker is fine to me. He's not going to be asked to cover as much in that situation, but he is and will remain being the best tackler on this defense. I don't want to hear any other thing. Nick Bolton is the best tackler on this defense. Been saying it forever. What's up, Sean and uh, O'Grove, or Shane and O'Grove? Sorry. What's up, Shane? Hey, Jay. Hey, Jay. A couple things. So, first off, I think that anybody who takes the time to type out a tweet or literally say out of the mouth that, they should tra- that we should trade Patrick Holmes is an absolute uh, it's pathetic. I mean, the things he's done and the accolades he's accrued in three years in this league, and he's going to end up as a top 10 QB uh, in the history of the NFL. Also, I totally agree with you. With Nick Bolden, I think we've got a player there. And, I mean, you want to see passion. Look at Travis Kelsey's face uh, during the game. And you see Frank Clark laughing. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he's on a milk cart at this point. So it's uh, it's, a, it's a bad visual, man. It's a visual you don't want to see. You want to see a guy Absolutely. pissed in that situation because they should have been. Uh, it wasn't a laughing matter what happened to the team. There was there was nothing that was funny. It's just somebody who makes uh, over twenty million as a cop and literally just has done nothing, and it just makes me sick. So, <laughs> no question, good call, right there. I'll get to the rest of you here in just a a, a little bit, but we're gonna be on for for quite a while. So we'll hear from the locker room. We'll hear from you. We'll hear from Josh Klingler, sideline reporter. We'll hear from Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com. But now it's time to hear some fantasy from earlier the day from our guy, Dusty Likens, the dirty werewolf. Hear him when the Chiefs aren't at noon. Hear Dusty in the Fantasy Football Sunday right here on 610 Sports Radio, including a podcast each and every week as well. He is our fantasy guru. What's up, Dusty, man? What's up, Jay Binkley? How um, are you? 
this is uh I'm doing well, man. There's uh you know fantasy here. So I'll let the uh the Chiefs uh, debacle happen to you. Today for me, just fantasy football from earlier games today, Jamar Chase, big guy in action, eight for two hundred and one, one touchdown, good for thirty plus fantasy points. Terry McLaurin in Washington, 7 for 122. A touchdown, good for 25-plus fantasy points. A.J. Brown against the Kansas City Chiefs today. All of you guys saw 8 for 133. A touchdown, good for 27-plus fantasy points. And rookie Kyle Pitts, he didn't have a touchdown, but he had 7 for 163. Also good for 23-plus fantasy points. And Binkley, for those of them that are driving around, can't catch these afternoon games, here's some big players right now. Josh Jacobs. 29 rushing, 39 receiving yards. He has a touchdown and uh, three receptions on those 39 receiving yards. A touchdown, good for 15-plus fantasy points early. Mike Evans, four for 68, two touchdowns, 22-plus fantasy points as that game is fresh in the second half. And DeAndre Swift, four for 74, receiving, six for 27 rushing. Good for a touchdown as well, 20-plus fantasy points for DeAndre Swift at Jay Binkley and Kramer Sanson is your fantasy flash. Good stuff. Dusty Likens right there for the fantasy football updates on today. We'll check in with Dusty in just a little bit. But, Krim Dog, get back to your phone calls here in just a little bit. We have Josh Klingler, a Chief Slider reporter, as long as I play the game, which in a game like this, let me tell you something, it's, it's tough. What do you needle in a haystack to grab a play of the game? But we'll have that from Azari's Jewelry next. To the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today. Tune in Mondays at 7:30 for our weekly conversation with Derek Johnson on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It's the play of the game. At the 40, 45, Hardman in midfield, 45, 40, two blocks, 30, 25, jet fuel, 15, 10, 5. Get your boarding pass. The jet is taking it. Pattern near side. Kelsey reaches up and makes the grab. Touchdown, Kansas City. Brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry for four generations, bringing the world's most distinct jewelry to Kansas City. I formation set. And Tannehill will want to throw the football, being pressured. He throws it, it's intercepted. The Chiefs get their first takeaway of the game. As Tannehill trying to throw off his back foot against the pressure, and Willie Gay Jr. gets the interception. The first of his National Football League career. And it was tough, but that was the play of the game brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry for four generations, bringing the world's most distinct jewelry to Kansas City. Sometimes that's a little bit tougher than others. Finding way one of Nick Bolton's great tackles. Again, I felt like he was the only bright spot of the game, although that was a bright spot of the game as well. It came a little bit too late. It didn't really matter, to be quite honest with you. But was there any other plays of the game? I say no. Let's go to R.E. in Kansas City. What's up, R.E.? Hey, I just have a quick observation from the team. Uh, we, we're great players, great offense, great, pretty good defense. The problem is we don't have any mean dogs. You know, we get punked. Uh, we played Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. They punked us. Every team's following suit. I noticed it today when we were playing. Again, teams are punking us, and we don't have those mean, nasty players that we used to have. You know what? A little bit of nastiness, a little bit of attitude. That would go a long way. I'll tell you this much. Nick Bolton plays like that. I mean, he even talks like that. He's talking to the media. It's just very serious. Very down there. I like that. I think it's refreshing. I think Nick Bolton, people give him a chance to listen to him and everything else. That guy's all business. And he's all business on the football field as well. Like today, 
he was ready for Derrick Henry. He was like right out, going to attack him, four tackles for losses, 15 tackles. He was ready to handle it. But I'm 100% with you. The defense does need a different attitude. They definitely don't need to have like Frank Clark laughing on the sideline at the end of the game. Can't have that. Mark in Grandview. What's up, Mark? Yeah, I wanted to talk about why Andy uh, defers the kickoff in the first half. You know what? what if, if you can play done... some, I'm with you, but <laughs> it's the old Madden philosophy. You score at the end of the first half, boom, then you get the ball back the second half. You can have four, 14 points before the other team has none. This does require your defense getting a stop and your offense matching. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, but what if we'd have gone down and scored seven? Because he's so good at uh, scripting the first uh, drive. We could have scored, and the whole game could have been completely different. No, I, I would like that, too, because what's better on this this team? It's the offense. It's the offense over the defense. The more offense on the field, the better. All right? A lot of times when teams yeah, defer, we, they have we, a good defense. This team does not have a good defense. Yeah, and we only had the ball about uh, two minutes in the first quarter. It was ridiculous. They can't do that anymore. Yeah, they killed the Chiefs' time possession. Chiefs didn't have the football. They weren't moving in. And I know when you look at the box score at the end, the Titans 24 first downs, the Chiefs 22. That was really, really lopsided uh, in the first half. Completely lopsided in the first half. Absolutely. And I agree with you about Nick Bolton. He's the best run stopper we've had since since uh, well, Spain. Well, the first five weeks of the season, the fans called him trash. That was what they used on Nick Bolton, who does, by the way, lead the NFL rookies in tackles. But he was trash, according to many, before the before today. Well, there's a lot of people that don't get the game. But, but I, I would take but, guys uh, like that. I would take guys like that, that attitude, that willingness to play. Again, watch him in college. He was always around the football. He's proven that this year as well. And one more thing, uh it was like Murphy's Law today. Everything the Titans did turned out perfect, and everything the Chiefs did didn't. So I wouldn't hold uh, too much sway about that. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It was it's one of those games. I mean, there's nothing good to take from this game. I felt like Washington, there was something good. Now, had they lost that game to Washington, I mean, the wheels were getting ready to come off that bus. I mean, they started to get loose, lose some tread. But, they, okay, they were able to salvage it. And they showed the Chiefs being the Chiefs. You know, second half, different half of the game. We're used to that with this team. Backs against the wall, falling down. Did, did That didn't happen today. Again, that fear factor against this football team is kind of down. Well, it, not kind of down, it is down. People enjoy beating the hell out of the Chiefs. Like they were got the hell beat out of them today. Jake in Kansas City. What's up, Jake? How you doing, Bing? Good to talk to you, brother. Good talking to you. Hey, so watching the game today, I, I remember – thinking last year at the end of the season, oh, the Chiefs are just kind of coasting through the final games, you know, and it was a lot of the same, though, as what we're watching now. And I think it speaks to a lot of, I think our offense is A, they're, they're kind of done, they're tired of carrying our defense. Um, outside of what, an eight-game eight stretch, this defense since Pat has got here has been abysmal. So he's got to be exhausted. Uh, speaking to the distractions, the guy has a life outside of football. So, I don't like the hate on, oh, his kid this, and he needs to just stay in the football field. There's a lot of things going on with the X's and O's on the other side of the ball. John Reed's, you know, committed highway robbery. And I think that a lot of people that are focusing on just the negatives right now don't remember the stretch that we just had. And the kingdom needs to quit being so down and so negative towards everybody and realize that, you know, 
even Brady had a nine-year stretch where he didn't win one either. And we're going to eventually bounce back from this, and it's going to we're going to be better for the best of it. So I'll, I'll listen there. I hope so. I hope so. Survivor League picks every Thursday at 9, 1230, and 445. 610 Sports Radio, KCSP Kansas City, WDAF 2 Liberty, and Odyssey Station. Chiefs fall the gate today to the Tennessee Titans. Josh Klingler, who's the sideline reporter on 106.5 The Wolf during the uh, Chiefs broadcast with Dayton Hughes and Mitch Holtis. And, of course, we have the pregame and postgame right here on 610 Sports as well. I catch up with uh, Josh Klingler each and every postgame. Josh uh, getting ready to join us right now from Tennessee to talk about what this game was. Well, now it's time for an eye on the Kansas City Chiefs with uh, the sideline reporter for the Chiefs, also co-host of Festival in the Morning. 27-3 lost at the hand of the Titans. We'll go to Josh Klingler live in Nashville now. Kling, um, this is about as close to rock bottom as this team can get, the lowest point total since uh, before Andy Reid. Yeah, and it looks like that you know everything's a problem right now. I mean, Andy Reid kind of mentioned it during his post-game comments that, you know, almost like mistakes he's seeing from players or lack of production he's seeing are from guys that have proven it in the NFL and so and with the Chiefs. And so I think, uh, you know, it, 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 it's pretty safe to say they're a little shell-shocked right now. I mean, this is a team that was pretty stunned to get beat the way they did today, did some things to, you know, slow down the run game. And if you'd have told us those end-game numbers for – Henry were what they were. You probably would have felt pretty good about this game, but uh, suddenly the uh, the offense is a problem. The offensive line I thought had probably its worst game of the season, and uh, and then your quarterback got a little ding. Now he's expected to be okay, so that's good. But man, they got a lot of questions right now. All of a sudden, and then you know uh, you have the blood in the water aspect, and the revenge tour continues, and add the Titans now to that list. It was weird because total yardage-wise, this game's very close. You mentioned the, the Chiefs holding Derrick Henry three yards of carry. But they do their damage in the first half against the Chiefs. Chiefs offense reached them matching other teams toe-for-toe when the defense is playing bad. They didn't. Second half, the Titans kind of go in the prevent mode, so to speak, and are able to beat the Chiefs. But very rare when there's nothing really going on except maybe downing some punts inside the 10-yard line. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, there's not much redeeming from this one. That's the hard part. I didn't expect this team to get beat. You know, if you get beat, it's one thing. But uh, the way they got physically whipped, and I think I was impressed with that coming out of the Monday night game with, with the Titans. I mentioned that last week that, you know, I was really impressed. The Titans took the Bills kind of best punch and really didn't back down. And that same kind of thing happened today. And, uh, you know, the Chiefs were manhandled, I thought, again up front. Um, and and that's, that continues to be the probably the biggest problem for me is, is what's going on on both sides of the uh, the line. They don't look mean on either side right now, and, and uh, teams are taking advantage. They rushed just four guys today and, and really made the offensive line work. I thought that that was a, a real big problem. And then, you know, Patrick Mahomes continues to press and simply doesn't look like the same quarterback. I don't know about you, Jay. I just feel like he's moving around, like, way too much, whether that's the – happy feet or offensive line, you can kind of take your pick. But, I mean, he is just never standing in a clean pocket with anybody to throw to. It is, you know, if there's a pocket, it's it's uh, while they're dropping seven and he's trying to, you know, find some crack in the defense and, and is really kind of pressing to make a play. Yeah, they're completely out of sync. And as you mentioned, the offensive line, their worst performance, I believe, out of the year. He's running around. But he's out of sync. And I, I'm, I'm shocked because Washington halftime, it looked like, you know, they'd kind of find themselves. And this offense was just fine. It was averaging 3.7 points per drive. Like, the offense has not been a problem this year. I really thought they were kind of coming together 
that second half of Washington. Uh, but I guess it's one of those cases where momentum just doesn't work in the NFL. Obviously, the Titans, momentum, they beat the Bills, they beat the Chiefs. It's huge for that team. But it's also the same team that lost to the Jets. Again, this AFC is completely jumbled. It's unfortunate the Chiefs can't play in this mix because, in my opinion, the AFC has a lot of losses left. Yeah, and that's you, you hope that's the case right now because, yeah, the Chiefs are just stacking up these AFC loss games, and these are, these are doubly uh, stinging towards the end of the season. And so, yeah, now you're digging out of a deficit against other AFC teams, continuing to lose those head-to-head games against what team, teams that appear to be the, the division winners. We'll see if that shakes out this way at the end. I think the Titans are going to win their division. So yeah, I, think, I think the Bills are going to win their division. So you've already got kind of losses to those. Uh, you know, who knows about the, the Ravens at this point after, you know, the, the weirdness of today. But, um, yeah, there's a, there's a, I didn't think we'd have these, these problems offensively. You know, defensively, we saw some signs, right, that, that things were going kind of south. And, you know, I could live with that to a certain extent if the, uh, if, if the offense was picking them up. But now the offense doesn't have enough to, to pick anything up. And so it's a complete team uh, kind of regrouping that they're going to have to go through uh, this week and moving forward. Yeah, two of the three uh, wins for the Chiefs come against the NFC East. That's not good. They play the NFC East this week with the Cowboys. So three or four wins could come against that division, if you've got to start finding a way to beat AFC teams, Kling, I'll ask you this. I mean, the Chiefs already four losses now. You know, they have the Giants this week. Giants had a big win today uh, against the Panthers. Then it's the Packers. And, of course, they play the Cowboys down the line. I mean, you look at the AFC last year, five losses was kind of the cutoff for getting the playoffs. Ten and six, like the Dolphins, did not make it. Obviously, 17th game changes things, but they have few games to give up the rest of the way. Yeah, and then teams that you might consider fringe, like maybe the Bengals have played themselves into something that we didn't expect. Who knows exactly what's going to happen in the rest of the AFC West? Um, so yeah, you're you're putting yourself in a in a in a danger zone awfully quickly to have to reel off a bunch of games, and it doesn't look like a very confident group heading out of this one that would have it. I mean, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to dig deep, and uh, you're gonna see, um, you know, what this what this team is made of, and. And hopefully it's not, you know, the cumulative effect of the last three years kind of catching up on them. Uh, they're going to have to dig deep and, and, and find a little something here to, to, to play out the rest of this season. It's not going to be an easy run to the postseason now. It looked like a lot of Chiefs fans made their way down there. I think this and Vegas, the two best spots in the NFL to go visit. Looks like the Chiefs did have a lot of traveling people, Clang. You were right there, you know, in the mix of the fans. It looks like fan support was not a problem for the Chiefs. Oh, not at all. But um, you know, as soon as the Titans got up, they wanted to make sure that they had, you know, they had the noise in the building. And so, yeah, had the Chiefs sprinted out to a couple touchdown lead themselves, you'd have heard a very loud uh, pro Chiefs stadium. But it flipped uh, back to the home team awfully quick, and they were making sure that they kind of rubbed it in when they could. So, uh, yeah, there was a great Chiefs crowd here. It's a, it's a, it is a great stadium, a great city to come to, and. Uh, if only they were hospitable in, in playing football today would have would have really helped. Final thing for you, Kling, and I appreciate your time after this loss. Kind of describe the body language of the Chiefs going off. Obviously, Mahomes had that that injury, that concussion type injury, but it's not a concussion, according to Andy Reid. But kind of what was their mindset as they left the field? I mean, the frustration. Hey, we'll get it next time. And what kind of was the the mindset of the Chiefs? Well, Mahomes was asked if they were if they felt kind of stunned and, and I thought that was the look on a lot of players faces like I can't believe this is happening and certainly the the offensive side of things there wasn't any you know mad outbursts that that there were maybe a, maybe uh you know halftime 
halftime, specifically the Washington game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I thought it was a lot of kind of stunned looks and a lot of disbelief um, walking off that field. And, you know, Andy Reid said, hey, they, they lost, they're down. But I, I think they're really down. They're going to probably need a pep talk this week and really get uh, the spirits back. You know, the city, at least the vocal, <laughs> the, the vocal portion of the city is not going to be too kind to the Chiefs this week, and I get it. Um, so they're going to have to probably uh, bunker in and regroup because I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, positives coming from a lot of different no. directions trying to pump no. them up. It's going to have to come internally. You want to see our text line, Kling. Uh, <laughs> not a lot of happy people. Uh, let's put no, it that I can imagine. Yeah, you, you can just imagine that. But Josh Klingler, a silent reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs, live in Nashville, uh, Tennessee. Kling, always enjoy your, your uh, you, you on the sidelines of the Kansas City Chiefs and, of course, co-host of Fesco in the morning as well. Thanks a ton, Kling. I'm going to take an extra day. I'm going yeah. to go have a beer. We're going to go find some live music and uh, try to forget about it. Yeah, I'm in for you tomorrow. So plenty of cheese talk. Yeah, plenty of cheese talk coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go get your beer, Kling. And I think we all need a beer, to be quite honest with you. Big thanks to Josh Klingler for being on the sideline of the Kansas City Chiefs, joining us each and every week. But, yeah, they were out coached. Bottom line, you know, Spags, we know, has been out coached this year. But we're starting to see it, you know, with the offense as well because teams are doing different things. Teams are doing, they've seen everything. Two deep zones, four man fronts, not blitzing from the outside, just going with the guys in front of you. They've seen everything. So at this point, you're seven weeks in. They have to make adjustments, man. This team has got to be adjustments because they just can't go out there anymore and beat teams by being the Kansas City Chiefs. That's what they've done for so long. They've relied on their talent and the ability, that fear factor once again, but they're they're getting out coached at times. And again, Tennessee was going to be all about Derrick Henry. They stopped him. But Tennessee had a game plan for it. Matter of fact, they had, they had, they had Derrick Henry in the Wildcat. He threw a touchdown pass. They weren't expecting that. Everybody was thinking Derrick Henry's going to run the ball. His second touchdown pass, fourth completion, but he doesn't do that often from the Wildcat. Derrick Henry runs it in. He's a monster. It's what he does, but they, they held him down. But they found a way to use Tannehill, who had 11 straight completions in this game to beat the Chiefs. And we've seen other teams do this as well. You know, that fear factor's gone. The attitude needs to change for defense. They need to take a look inside. Honestly, this should have been done weeks ago, to be honest with you. I mean, they, you hear how bad you are on the radio every time you flip on the TV on NFL Network and ESPN. Eventually, pride takes over. When I mean, everybody's telling you how bad you are at your job, which de- this defense has been. And Frank Clark laughing at the end of the game. I hope that's part of the film study, even though they look at a different part of the film because that stuff can't happen. You can't laugh when you're getting bombed by the Tennessee Titans. Like, you can't do that at all. Like, that was really disappointing when I when I saw that. Because I, I can't think of anything being funny. Like, what on earth would be funny when you're getting destroyed like the Kansas City Chiefs were today? Like, I don't get that. Phil and Exa, what's up, Phil? Phil, you there? I think we lost Phil, Cream Dog. I think we lost Phil. Bottom line is, like, <laughs> you know, there's nothing... Like, we know this defense is bad, but seeing the offense be as equally bad as the defense today, you cannot stomach what happened to the Kansas City Chiefs. With the, when the offense is as bad as the defense and you're throwing your hands up looking for answers, it's not running the ball more. They don't have that guy. I mean, that'd be great, but Darrell Williams is not that guy. And Clyde has flashes of being that guy, but again, flashes against bad defenses, run defenses like Chargers whose run defense absolutely sucks, and the Eagles, who don't have a good run defense as well, and the Eagles are getting absolutely bombed right now by the Las Vegas Raiders. What's good news is Denver Broncos sucks. The bad news is 
it doesn't appear the Chargers, even though they got bombed last week, and now the Raiders playing out of their minds. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just seeing a lot of flaws in the AFC. And it sucks the Chiefs have probably the most major flaw that I didn't see coming. But anyway, it's uh, Josh Klingler joining us there. We'll talk to uh, Pete Sweeney, Arrowhead Pride, um, Arrowhead Pride Editor-in-Chief. And we'll get to your phone calls as well. That's next. You're listening to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today. Tune in Mondays at 2.15 for our weekly conversation with Patrick Mahomes on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today. Here's Jay Binkley. Chiefs dominated in Tennessee today by the Tennessee Titans. Your injury report. Andy Reid obviously saw Patrick Mahomes go down. Chad Henney finished the game for the Kansas City Chiefs. He did clear concussion protocol. Uh, Chris Jones looks like maybe strength growing with him. Tyron Matthew. A rib injury for the Kansas City Chiefs, but the pride took a hit today for the Kansas City Chiefs, especially with that fear factor, I believe, is gone by the wayside. They need to find that as soon as possible. We're joining us now, the editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. What's up, Pete? How you doing, Jay? Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. I've, You know, this fear factor's gone. You know, that's one thing the Chiefs have always been able to hold in their back pocket when 15 came on the field. Like, nobody is scared of the Chiefs at this point. They've lost two games a season by more than one score. That was something that, you know, didn't happen to Patrick Mahomes except once in his career. Yeah, it's it's a team that um, it, it's it's an entire new ball game at this point when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. I completely agree. For really, I would say since 2018, they always had a little bit of this edge to them where they were never out of a game. And, you know, you saw that in the Super Bowl run where they were down in every playoff game, but it didn't matter. Uh, that is completely gone now. Uh, there's no reason right now to be confident at all in the defense. And the offense, we keep saying, okay, it's just a matter of cleaning things up, cleaning things up. Um, you know, this isn't who the Chiefs are, but. You, you blink here a little bit, Jay, and, and we're seven games in, and they turn the football over, and they commit um, some of these tough penalties today. Uh, you know, the Frank Clark one was a killer to kind of get this thing rolling. And, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a team that's a mess, and if you go down the rest of the schedule, it doesn't really get a, a ton easier. I, I went through it after the game, and I still think they get the Giants game. I think they're a better team than the, the Denver Broncos, but every other game, yeah, it's going to be up for grabs, fight. and and who knows? Who knows how this thing goes the rest of the year? No question. Every game's like what? Do, how many outs do they have? You know, Pete. You look at it; they've lost to every good AFC team they played, except uh, for the Cleveland Browns. They're losing all those tiebreakers in situations that these teams don't end up winning their division. They still got to play the Cincinnati Bengals that absolutely rolled the Ravens today. Every team's got flaws. It's unfortunate. Because the Chiefs, is the AFC is up for grabs, in my opinion, because everybody has flaws. Chiefs just have more flaws. So who, what was more disappointing to you, that offense or the defense, as usual? It's tough to pick, but I, I guess I'm getting more disappointed in the offense. And it's because, like, I don't know, 
under Steve Spagnuolo, the, the defense has had runs where they look good. Uh, but for the most part, you know, you, you talk about a lot of the games, but you know, there's been a lot of games, even, you know, since Spags has taken over where the defense has just been a disappointment. The problem was you could always rely on the offense to keep you in the game because they could score a will. They could almost turn it on and be like, okay, we're going to get down the field in three or four plays. We're going to at least get three here. We're probably going to get seven. And even if the defense gives up 30, the Chiefs are usually scoring 35. The confidence in that right now, if the opposing team has any kind of defenders at all, uh, is, is you know, they're going to handle you. And it's a lot of coverage. It's a lot of cover two, you know, the cover four. Um, they're, you know, opposing teams have realized, you know, we're not going to blitz the, the Chiefs a ton. We're going to have them have to work their way down the field. And this is a team uh, and an offense that's disappointing in the sense that they are due for a turn- or turnover or two now every game. And we saw it again today. Uh, and it's becoming who they are. So uh, it's easy to be be disappointed in the defense that is historically the worst defense of all time through yeah. seven games. But I think what's more disappointing is this crutch that you have forever in the magic of Mahomes, in Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey uh, being absolute studs and stars in the football field. It's, it seems like that's going away as well. So it, it's just a complete mess right now. Yeah, and the worst loss for Andy Reid. They lost by you know, only scoring three points since – you go back to 2012, we know how miserable that season was. Um, yeah. It's it's a big reason why Andy Reid is here, but they just don't lose this way. I know a lot of people, you know, via our text line, we've had a few calls about it as well. The Chiefs deferring, you know, going to take the ball in the second half. Some people had problems with that, probably legitimate problems, because your best, your best unit, except for today, was your offense usually. So to get points up, Put Tennessee, you know, behind the eight ball. But I know the Chiefs are trying to play mad and get points at the end, then get the ball the second half and be able to put literally 14 points on the board before the other team says. But that is putting trust in your defense. I I know they've played decent in the second half against Washington. They forced those three punts against Buffalo. I don't think they've earned that right. No, I I don't know if it matters. I mean, I whatever you do at the coin toss today, it didn't seem like the Chiefs were going to win this football game. Not, not that I, I, I don't appreciate it. Maybe there is something to uh, wanting to start out uh, with the offense on the field. I mean, the offense couldn't do anything in the first half. It doesn't matter if you're getting the ball first or second. It was, it was getting to fourth down and uh, having to punt it away or, you know, you throw the interception. And, and it's, it's a player in Mahomes who's being impacted by the defense being so poor. Um, and he's forcing things down the field where there's coverage because he feels like he has to. Uh, and you're and you're seeing picks. You see the most interceptions um, of his young career, you know, right now. And and what we're in game seven, and he's passing multiple years of of interceptions, full years, where he's played seventeen and nineteen games, and he has more picks now than he than he did in those years. So, um, yeah, I, I I just think it's a it's a broken offense. Uh, there's a there's a so to speak a, a book out. I, I don't think I'm gonna have to stop it. We saw that today. Uh, I think most weeks you're gonna be able to score points, but there's a there's a means now and a, and a blueprint of how to slow the Chiefs down. And if you're good offensively, and even if you're average offensively, you're probably putting up, you know, in the 21 to, to 30 point range. So, you know, you, you add all that together, you're going to be in dogfights each and every week against every single team. Yeah, I think the disappointing thing about it, Pete, the X's and O's of the game plan with, with the coaching, the fact that, you know, you did slow Derrick Henry down, only 86 yards rushing, three yards a carry. But then on the flip side, Tannehill had that great game. It's kind of like the Chiefs and Buffalo last year when they were expecting the pass, and the Chiefs just ran all day. Like, it seems like teams have an answer for what they – they're playing chess, and they seem to have the answer against the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Yeah, and and I you know they got all these great players on on offense, but yeah, it's, it's, they are. It seems like they are getting out coached when it comes to the offensive game plan. How often can we really say that about Andy Reid? Um, and it also seems like I, I would say more so on the defensive side. It's just, the, the Chiefs don't have a ton of talent uh, defensively, and I, I think they're getting exploited by by good players. And, and yeah, you were able to handle Derrick Henry, but. Um, you know, when you're putting that focus on Derrick Henry, it does leave guys on an island, and I think that's where you saw AJ Brown's lot. Well, AJ Brown's one of he doesn't get talked about a lot of this. But he's at least a top ten wide receiver, if not, you know, working his way to the top five area. Uh, and the Chiefs could handle him today, and, and he, he sliced and diced him a bit. I, I thought Tannehill was impressive too, both in, in the fact that he spread the ball around, and he picked and chose chose to, to scramble twice, and they were good decisions. Um, and that, that's tough to beat as well. Though. The Chiefs have talked about that. Uh, as a point this week, and, and they did not uh, handle it correctly. So uh, a lot went wrong. Um, I did have some bright spots. I thought Nick Fulton Absolutely. has a bright future. Uh, the Chiefs will be able to shed that Anthony Hitchens contract. Not that Hitchens isn't a good player. It's just when you have a replacement player like that for the rookie contract and you have a quarterback on this deal, you're, you know, you're going to have to make that move. Um, and I also thought that Willie Gay is starting to come back into his own, and hopefully these guys can be catalysts for the defensive turnaround here. Are the Chiefs uh, to a point, Pete, with the trade deadline coming up here on November 2nd? Are they in the point now it's not about trading to kind of bolster what this team is or a situation where you trade your own players to get draft picks? That's I a defeatist attitude. I get it. My, I, I cannot wrap my head around the Chiefs selling um, with their aspirations coming into the year. Uh, I, I think I still tend to think that, that they'll, they'll be, be buyers so long as uh, Patrick Mahomes is here, and, and the Chiefs like hadn't lost their first, you know, five of the seven games. You know, I, I the thing is, and, and this is another thing, and I know it's hard to hear right now, but the Tennessee Titans look like they could be the best team maybe in the league, and they lost to the Jets three weeks ago. Yeah, um, and you can you can imagine how flawed. So things change quickly in the NFL, and if you you know you could put a few wins together, you start with the Giants, and, and let's say you are able to to get wins against the Green Bay Packers and um, the, the Dallas Cowboys, and all of a sudden I, I think you're you're starting to feel a lot better about the season. But you know, you got to do it. You got to. You can't just keep talking about turning around. You you got to turn it around. And um, you know that we we are entering a game, and it's it's going to have a similar feel to the Washington game. You know the Giants are coming off a win. If they were to somehow upset the Chiefs at, at Arrowhead, you know I. I I think you know the Chiefs may not make the postseason. I think we're very close to that panic level area. It's, they're they're a bad loss away from, um, you know, it's not being the, the first year that Andy misses the, Andy Reid misses the playoffs in the Mahomes era, and then, um, you know, going back to 2014. Yeah, they lose to the Giants, and then, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you go from there because then you have the Packers coming in. They still got to play the Dallas Cowboys down the stretch. Still got to play the Bengals at Cincinnati, and we know that game's not going to be easy either. Still have the Raiders twice, and their offense is really clicking uh, right now. It's going to be a tough go. They have four losses right now. They can't afford more than two more losses. Yeah, you know, and we we talked about this in, in the summer, and man, we sound stupid now, Jay. How the Chiefs are so much better than the rest of the AFC. Yep. Everyone's fighting for number two. Who's that number two team? Absolutely. And what's a problem right now for the Chiefs is. You know, they're playing like they shouldn't even be in what would be a Tier 2 conversation. And that hypothetical that we were talking about during the summer, and there's about six to eight nice-looking Tier 2 type of contenders. Um, and if you keep playing poorly, you, you may find yourself on the outside looking into the postseason. And it's just incredible that 
uh, we have even gotten close to this point. I don't yet, but the fact that we're even even close to talking about that and having that conversation is unbelievable. Yeah, they could be in a situation where they're backing into the playoffs, forward into it like we've seen in the past. Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com. Thanks a million, Pete. The G-men. This- All right, Jay. Bye. Take care. There's Pete Sweeney right there, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, that joined us on the Silverstein Eye Center's uh, hotline, Kansas City's most trusted eye doctors, um, Silverstein Eye Center. Let's go back to the phones. Let's hear from you. Phil Lenexa, you've been waiting uh, kindly. What's up, Phil? Hey, how are we doing, boss man? All right, brother. Hey, as a Jayhawk, you know, it, it, it pains me to say, but <laughs> I think Nick Bolton definitely has a – he's a front runner for Rookie Defensive Player of the Year. What he did today against – I He led the rookies in tackles. He had 15 today. I mean, it's going to be a long season. I do find it a bright spot. I think he's at his home at middle linebacker. Well, I mean, against Derrick Henry, I mean, he, he looked like a stud, kind of reminded me a little bit of Derrick Johnson. And, you know, I think one positive thing, I know everyone wants to hit on Beach on his drafting, but between um, the center and Bolton. Creed Humphrey, yeah. Yeah, Creed Humphrey. I think both those guys are looking like studs. So, And Trey Smith any- usually does. Today was not one of Trey Smith's best games. But going in today, looked like a steal from the sixth round. Again, that's a sixth-round pick starting for you. Should have been a first or second rounder. We know that. He's got the blood clot problem, but the Chiefs take a reach on him. So it's been feast or famine with a lot of the draft. All right, one more question. Hmm? Sure. You think it's with the, with the offense, with Pat, what, what, what's the funk? You know what? You I think it's play calling? Today, yeah, the, the line had a big part to do with it. When you get him scrambling, they were all over Mahomes. They didn't hit the blitz either. The front of Tennessee with Harold Landry, with Bud Dupree, studs. I mean, they were getting to him. Uh, this line was, was terrible today. And, and Pat wasn't great either. Play calling, I mean, there are times you're probably tired of the screen call, screenplay. But officially, <laughs> they were averaging 3.7 points per drive. That was tops in the NFL up to today. But the wheels came off the offense today. There's no question about that. Mary in KCML. What's up, Mary? Hi. So I had about a thousand things to say, but I will make it very short and sweet. All right. Um, all right. Sorry, I'm so. All right. All right. So let's start with I'm terrified that Beach is going to try to save this season um, and trade up draft picks to try to essentially, like I said, save the season. And he doesn't have the money to play with. I'll say that. He did, Mary, he doesn't have the money to play with. Exactly. The cap safe. Frank Clark is gone. Well, we'll save some money after Frank Clark right now, after this season. Every other quarterback, every team, they have caught up to Patrick Mahomes. And so we're not doing anything to adjust to it. Nothing whatsoever. And uh, um, what Phil said right before you uh, spoke with me, Nick Bolton, good old Mizzou boy, he was the only person that showed up today. I'm glad to hear you all saying this because he was trash, according to you all before today. I'm I'm glad you're saying this. Oh, no, I love Nick Bolton. He shined at Mizzou. I love Nick Bolton. Um, But we have to do something to adjust to the fact that, like, there's so many quarterbacks out. Herbert, the Chargers, he's a phenomenal quarterback. People are catching up. Mahomes needs to essentially 
take the sack every now and then. He needs to like the turnovers are getting out of control. You know what though? It's, it's subjective every single week, Mary. And I appreciate the call. Yeah, Justin Herbert was hammered last week. Bad game. Gets hammered by the Ravens, thirty-four to six. The same Raven that was sandwiched between two teams in the Colts in the day with the Bengals that got five, over five hundred yards of offense against that Ravens defense, except for the Chargers. Chargers were hammered. Is that a Justin Herbert problem? Maybe so. Again, all these teams in the AFC have flaws. People are ready to crown the Ravens. Again, it took the Ravens a 66-yard NFL record field goal to beat the Detroit freaking Lions. They were hammered today by the Bengals. Chiefs gave the ball at their own 34-yard line. I give them credit. They got John Harbaugh was coach of the year, dealing with all the injuries. But again, flaws. The Bills have lost the Steelers at home. Then they lose the Titans. The Titans, by the way, yeah, they're currently in the driver's seat, in my opinion, beating the Bills and Chiefs in back-to-back weeks, the two Super Bowl favorites in Vegas for the AFC. That's awesome for Tennessee, but they had to answer how they lost to the Jets. <laughs> the Jets actually beat a team that was the Titans. And Derrick Henry ran for 157 yards in, the, in that loss. But they did regroup, and that's the good news. Can you, can you wash the bad taste out of your mouth and go forward? We haven't been able to see that from the Chiefs. I thought they'd get some momentum from last week, clearly, I was 100% wrong. Joe in Kansas City. What's up, Joe? Joe. All right. Joe's what? Six and eight. What's up, six and eight? You gotta, hey, no. um, hey, what I want to say, Bink, is we can sit up here and whine about, you know, how the Chiefs are doing, or we can go to the drawing board and see what the problem is. I just tuned in, so I don't know if some people have already said it or not, but Brett Beach needs to get fired. Plain and simple. We need to bring John Dorsey back. The man that drafted two Hall of Famers and three other All Pros, get just like he got the Chiefs on their feet. All right, before you say that, why, why isn't he still in Cleveland? I mean, you have to manage the cap. You have to be able to do everything, including manage okay. the cap. Brett Veach okay, was instrumental. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Brett Veach was instrumental on the. Don't forget, Veach was the lead scout for this team that found Cream Hunt. Yeah, they drafted him because they trusted their scouting staff. But you're not going to count getting Cream Hunt, are you? Can I, can I say something? Sure. Just to be fair. Okay, why isn't he why isn't he drafting anybody since since Beach? I mean, since um Dorsey. Okay, left? do you like Legarius Sneed? He no, not at corner because he's always getting burned. Okay, did you like burned. him last year he's though? Getting, do you like Creed Humphrey? Trailing. Do you like Creed Humphrey? He's okay, he's, that's not an impact. He was the best center in the league coming in the day. Did you like Creed Humphrey? He was draft pick. He's okay, but he's not. He, why are we three and four? Then? I, I, I'm not. I'm not. He, listen, he's whiffed on some. There's no question about that. He has hit on some and whiffed on others. But you got to be able to do everything right. Got to bring the free agents. Got to deal with the contracts. You got to do things. Yes, the draft has been a problem. But I will say he was the lead something? scout for this team with Dorsey. Can I say something? Mm-hmm. What free agent has he bought in to make an impact? Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew helped him win a Super Frank, Bowl in 19. Frank Clark hasn't done anything. Tyron Matthew won't hit anybody. I, I understand right now that's a problem, but they did get a banner that flies over Arrowhead forever. Not, right, because of John Dorsey's draft man. <laughs> like, you're not like giving any credit. For, you're not giving any credit six and eight to five sacks in the postseason for Frank Clark that year. No, no okay, credit to the Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, being all pro. It, you're not going to give it, any credit that, to that. That was because of Chris Jones, not him. Because why hasn't done it since then? Man, <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I know the draft has been great. Eight, six, and eight. I'm with you. Draft hasn't been great. It, t- it takes a full it's step through that. But I'm not, I mean, I don't want to go back to Dorsey, though. I mean, that, that ship has sailed. Okay, well, 
what I'm saying is we need to go back to somebody other than Brett Veach is what I'm saying. Or we're just going to keep making excuses. Okay, who do you, who do you want? Is, who do you, you want? Who do you want? Somebody other than Brett Veach. I don't know. Give me three names. As good as John Dorsey. I don't, it okay. doesn't matter as long as somebody that can do, what the, do the job. You can't keep missing in free agency and in the draft. That's why there's a hole in the boat. It's not been good this year. Obviously, Jaron Reed, not the guy they thought they were bringing in. I mean, I'll buy that one with you. I mean, that was supposed to be somebody to help the Chiefs, you know, that one-year deal that Jaron Reed's on. I'm 100% with you on that. That That has not come to fruition like they thought the ability to move Chris Jones to the outside. There's been some swings and misses. But uh, I know that he was instrumental on Kareem Hunt, even though he wasn't the GM. And we're not giving – if you want to give credit because Dorsey was the GM for Mahomes, that's fine. But I mean, let's be honest. Be honest with yourself. You think Andy Reid didn't have anything to do with Mahomes? Come on now. Let's go to Josh in Overland Park. What's up, Josh? Hey, what's going on, Bink, man? It's like it's like Chicken Little. The sky is falling. It's, oh, it's, it's more than falling. It's, it's, it's gone crazy. But the bottom line is, all these AFC teams have problems. Not as many as the Chiefs, but Absolutely. they all got I, issues. I agree, Bink. And, and I think the, the ship is going to write itself. Look, the defense is putting itself in good positions. They're making solid tackles. That's one thing that they didn't do in the first couple of weeks. Um, that, that effect on, on Derrick Henry, um, having Nick Bolton show up like he did, I mean, he, he showed that he can be the mic and, and stay the mic. Gay's going to get healthier. Pass rush is going to show up eventually. I mean, the, the real question that we have to ask ourselves is, is, is Orlando Brown, is he, is he the, the left tackle of the future? I don't think so. I don't think his feet are fast enough, especially against the speed rush. Um, he has looked bad was, against Harold Landry and Bud Dupree. Man, but and Bud Dupree was hurt. So, um, but I mean that that's somebody that you either he needs to accept the fact that he's a better right tackle, and, and I think I think Niang's probably better at left tackle. Rimmers isn't the answer at right. Uh, tackle. I, I, I don't know too. that. I mean, I, I mean it's you know drawing straws there. Like Orlando Brown today was a bad day for the offensive line. There's no question about bad day. No question. There's no no defensing Orlando Brown getting beat like he was today. But there wasn't many options for the Chiefs this off season. But I think I think think it really starts at if we if we get an effective running game that really really builds off of everything. And the thing is, we 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 go away from it so quickly. When we, you get a back that you only get five to six carries to start. I mean, Williams is a decent back. He's going to get you three or four yards a carry as long as the hole's there. He's going to put his head down. He's going to pound away forward. He doesn't have explosive speed. But we got to get back to the screen pass, a little things to counteract this pass rush. When teams can just put their ears back, it makes our line look vulnerable where they are at the tackle position, Bink, and I think that's what we have to do going forward. But offense is going to turn around. We, we, we're not going to have days like this. Like, this is, this is an anomaly doesn't happen like that. you got too much explosiveness on this offense. It happens to a lot of teams. Let's hope it's not a trend with the Chiefs. It's just like, you know, earlier this season, Aaron Rodgers has beaten 38-3. to He turned it around. You know, he looked good. I've seen Tom Brady win a Super Bowl and lose 26-10 to to the Lions. It happens. They turned it around. Is, is, does Mahomes deserve to be put in that category? I think so. He's earned the benefit of the doubt. Lamar Jackson, you know, this guy was getting MVP talk this week. He's a former NFL MVP. Got hammered today at home. It happens. The NFL is, is is a monster. It's it's different week to week. I mean, you look at right now, the the Lions are, are hanging in there with the Rams. Everyone's like Stafford's the next MVP, uh, but that's just the nature of the beast. It's parody. It's a parody league, and we still got a lot of season left. Thing. No question about it. There's a lot of season left. They need to get on a roll. I mean, they can't do this. Win one, lose one. They got to get on a roll. They have to, they have to because they have four losses already. I mean, I mean, the math doesn't add up. Again, 
Six losses last year didn't get you in the playoffs. Ten and six did not get the Dolphins in the AFC in the playoffs. I've seen the Patriots go 11 and five before and not make the postseason. Yeah, 17 games does help getting that extra game. But what, what's the cutoff? You know, is it going 11 and six? Well, that gets you in. 12 and five, do you have to have that or 11 and six get you in? I mean, do the Chiefs have two losses left? Three losses? I mean, when does the math become difficult to add up? Again, you got the Giants. Come on off a huge win this week, the Giants. Without Kadarius Toney, without Saquon Barkley, found a way to win, found a way to get Sam Darnold pinched, which is not hard to do, but they did it. And here come the G-Men, and the Chiefs have had good success against the NFC least at this point with the Eagles in Washington. But again, you know, they need the AFC loss, they need the tiebreakers to start going their way with the AFC teams. And, you know, they lost the Bills, lost the Titans, lost the Ravens, lost the Chargers. The only, quote, contender and I use that term loosely, maybe. Cleveland, disappointing for a nice win against the Broncos. But, hell, I think I could beat the Broncos with Kramer. But, again, nice win for the Browns. Sorry, Kramer, but they did lose 98% oh, of their offense. And there. They lost 98% of their production on offense, and they still beat the Denver Broncos. Go figure. Let's go to Aaron and Big D. What's up, Aaron? Hey, what's going on, Bing? Hey, I got two things I want to say. The first thing is uh, the one thing that people are missing is uh, – Look, the defense is the defense. We know that's trash. But our receiving core is horrible. We're miss- Ben Watkins, Mississippi Watkins is bad because if you take out Tyree Kill and you trap uh, Travis Kelsey, touch him up a little bit, which is why I say Tony Gonzalez is better than Travis Kelsey because he's always getting held and he always got his. But uh, if you stop those two, Mahomes is happy feet because the pocket's not good and he can't rely on these receivers. He doesn't trust them. And I don't trust them. Even when you watch the All-22, and I know you watch it, when you see it, you see these guys are not getting open. If they couldn't get separation on back of corners today, that's horrible. That's unacceptable. Yeah, I, I do the, like Byron Pringle as like your four, but, oh, but that's about as high as I'd go. But he's made five for 73 today for Pringle. He does catch yeah. everything. Yeah, and you, and you see that Patrick Mahomes targets Pringle more than everyone else. He trusts him. As a four, that'd be fine. They're not, they're not impact. Yeah, they're not, they're, not, they're, they're not impacting the game. But then the biggest thing to me that really, that really is killing the Chiefs more than anything else is I think that the Chiefs have gotten caught, drink their own Kool-Aid. And I'm not talking about the players. I'm talking about the coaching staff. I think Reed and the enemy, since, and, 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 and don't get mad at me, but since the whole Britt Reed thing, our game plan hasn't been good. I don't know if Andy Reed is just like off somewhere else because our game plans have not been good. They're easy to pick out. And Patrick Mahomes, like with Alex Smith, he schemed up so well for Alex Smith to get things done. He knew Alex Smith had. Uh, you know, he had limitations. So he would go above and beyond and get these game scripts out. It's almost like they're saying, hey, Pat, go out there. Do you well, imagine? I, I, you think, I, I think that they have gone with number 15. Again, that fear factor. When Mahomes came on the field, it's like, oh, man. Because teams would start puckering up. Like, I was curious with the Bills game. Had they allowed that instead of unnecessary roughness on the quarterback to Frank Clark? Fenton gets the pick. It's 31 to 20. The Chiefs score. Down four. How are they going to handle? Because this is before we've seen the Chiefs completely melt down. Like, Mahomes used to bring some fear to teams. He hasn't. And that part's got to change. That part's got to get back in, into the Chiefs' full fold. Let's go to Stephen or Steph. What's up, Steph? Hey, how you doing, Jay? I've been listening to you since you've been on the radio. I always enjoyed you. But Appreciate it. As, as a city, we're acting like some big babies right now. We really are. First of all, let's stop comparing everybody to the New England Patriots. That's a once-of-a-lifetime franchise that just does not happen every year. Stop, act, stop acting like it's in, we entitled to win every week. And, but, Jay, I got a question for you. Hmm? Do, 
I, I kind of feel like everybody's not seeing why we lost that game today. It seems like to me everybody's trying to blame it on defense as we do every week. We know our defense is not good. Fox plays typically how they play. Do you think we win that game today with that same defensive effort? If the offense came to life and, you know, matched them toe for toe instead of punting and, you know, the turnovers, yeah, I mean, this offense in the past has been good enough to still win a game uh, like this, although I think Tennessee kind of turned off the Jets, uh, to be honest with you, with the Chiefs. I, th- I felt like they could have scored in the second half if they wanted to because they agree. were doing whatever the hell they wanted to with the ball in the first half, and that's without Derrick Henry. Well, he was playing, I but agree. not like Derrick Henry. But I think Spag's plan was to put the game on Tannehill, and he delivered. Don't get it wrong. He delivered it. But because you heard all week how they were talking about Derrick Henry was the engine, if I we, I don't feel like we did not lose today because of our, our 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 defense. We lost because our offense got outplayed because they cannot beat this cover too. Look, Pat won't he will not look for the check down to make them safety come up, and we got away from running the ball, and it was a snowball effect. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah, they, you know what though, my man, Steph, they got thanks for calling. They they got a reality check. They did. It's okay. like that invincibility, that fear factor. It's gone, man. They got to get it back. They got to get their mojo back. I thought really that second half of Washington that the mojo would return, but clearly Tennessee had the right game plan. I mean, again, it was a great coaching man. They outcoached the Kansas City Chiefs today. There's no other way to put it. They did. Chiefs were expecting him to say they were expecting Derrick Henry to be the end all be all. He does throw the touchdown pass against the Chiefs. They weren't ready for it. Were they outcoached today? Yeah, 100%. Have they relied on Patrick Mahomes to kind of save him? I think so. Sometimes it's just not in the cards like it wasn't today. It's time for Touchdown Kansas City. They zone block it to the right. Cut back left front. It goes to Edwards Hilaire. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown Kansas City. CEH with TD1. A highlight filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis. And this is going Kansas City. And this is going to be more like Touchdown Tennessee because that's what it was today. Uh, touchdown Kansas City brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's totally time. But this is this was all Tennessee from the start. It wasn't Derrick Henry running. It was Derrick Henry. Lesson game in at fullback. He shades to the right side. Now they're going to go in a direct snap. Henry's going to throw it in the back of the end zone. Caught. Touchdown Tennessee. Tannehill optioned out. And it was a direct snap to Henry. The Chiefs thought it was going to be a Wildcat direct snap run. Instead, Henry throws a pass for a touchdown to Michael Pruitt. And Michael Pruitt gets that touchdown pass from Derrick Henry. Was in the Wildcat. All right, you, you, like you knew things were going to go the wrong direction if Derrick Henry's out here throwing touchdown passes. The Wildcat was set up for him to run it in. Didn't do it. Again, good coaching for the Tennessee Titans. The unexpected, now Derrick Henry has completed passes, four in the NFL, two for touchdowns, but you weren't expecting it there. That was eight plays, 75 yards, 4-10 off the clock, uh, the first touchdown of the game, but the Titans uh, weren't done, at least in the first quarter. Ball will be snapped on the near hash. A long fade pattern to the near side and catching the football in the end zone. Touchdown, Tennessee. Mike Hughes gets overpowered by A.J. Brown for 24 yards and a touchdown. A simple fade. A.J. Brown pass from Ryan Tannehill for 24 yards. Again, A.J. Brown came in very similar numbers, missed some time, very similar numbers to Brian Pringle, you know, in fantasy football. But again, 
It wasn't Julio Jones. It was A.J. Brown that hurt the Chiefs. It wasn't Derrick Henry. It was A.J. Brown. Nine plays, 97 yards. And that put the uh, Titans up 14 to nothing. Randy Bullock added a 34-yard field goal on the day. But then it's time for our totally touchdown of the game. Brought to you by Tullamore 2 Irish Whiskey. Wish this was Kansas City Chiefs, but it absolutely wasn't. It was Ryan Tannehill. Henry is the lone setback. Tannehill fakes a toss. Bootleg to the right. Tannehill will run and runs it into the end zone. Touchdown, Tennessee. Tannehill can do just that. He ran for a touchdown earlier in his career against Kansas City. And the Titans now on four drives have had three touchdowns and a field goal. Chiefs could absolutely not stop him. And again, I'm not looking at the second half. It didn't matter. They were buried at that point. But that was the totally touchdown of the game brought to you by Tullamore Do Irish Whiskey again. I wish it was Chiefs touchdown we were talking about, but they didn't have a touchdown today. Randy Bullock would go on and make a 51-yard field goal in the uh, third quarter before the only scoring for the Chiefs. In the fourth quarter, Harrison Butker, a 42-yard field goal. Wish there was more Chiefs scoring. I wanted to hear much Mitch Cole, Chiefs touchdowns, but it wasn't meant to be. You have to go back to December 30 of 2012. 38-3 loss in that miserable season, most miserable ever in Kansas City. I don't care baseball, football, whatever you're talking about. 38-3 loss, a big reason why Andy Reid is here today, but that's touchdown Kansas City brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's totally time. And that, that was basically it. I mean, if, I wish there was Chiefs touchdowns because that's the whole theme of what this is, but Tennessee Titans uh, controlled the clock. If you look at team stats, I know the Chiefs did get some first downs there, although they didn't culminate in touchdowns. 24 first downs for the Titans, 22 for the Chiefs. Again, this was lopsided uh, before the, the first half. 23 minutes, 39 seconds of possession time for the Chiefs. 36-21 for the Titans. Only 369 yards for the Titans, but they were efficient in what they do. Chiefs end up with 334 yards, but 5.8 yards per play by the Titans, 4.9 yards per play. And the Chiefs were at 3 yards per play in the first half. So not a good overall performance for the Kansas City Chiefs today in the perceptional game. Because the Titans will get some love tomorrow. They deserve it. They beat the Bills and Chiefs in back-to-back weeks. It's almost like this team didn't lose to Jets early on. Well, they've washed that out. They've got a bad defense. Did not show that bad defense today. They were spectacular against Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so that's the uh, the Chiefs wrap-up. I'll go to your phone calls in just a minute. We'll talk to Dusty Likens with our fantasy football update here. In just a second, but as far as the Kansas City Chiefs were concerned, yeah, there's some people talking about Frank Clark kind of smiling at the end of the game on camera. Bad look, bad aesthetics, wouldn't do that, especially with the Chiefs, the way that they lost. And the hardest thing to do is just look at the AFC and thinking, man, the Chiefs just had a serviceable defense. And if they wouldn't melt down in games like this, like everybody's got flaws. Yeah, the Chiefs probably have more of them, but Baltimore, they certainly have flaws. That is not the team people are cracking them up to be. I'm not buying the Chargers at this point unless they go on a roll. They have the 32nd worst run defense. It's worse than the Chiefs by five teams. That's how bad their run defense is. The Chargers, that's a flaw. They've given up 500 yards from the opposing team on offense. Chiefs have yet to do that. Again, we know how bad the Chiefs defense is. The Ravens have now done it two of the last three weeks, giving up 500 yards of total offense. Flaws, flaws. Buffalo Bills, you know, they lose the, the, the Tennessee Titans. Is that a flaw? But the rest of their schedule is very promising. 
so they could definitely look forward to a good season down the stretch. But now it's time to look at fantasy football uh, from the early games today and, of course, the late games as well. Dusty Likens, who handles our fantasy football Sunday at 9 a.m. right here on 610 Sports Radio and a podcast as well during the week. Uh, D- Dirty Werewolf, Dusty Likens, bad day for the Chiefs, but a big day in fantasy. That is correct, Jay Binkley. We'll shoot right out of the gates with the big days from earlier games. Jamar Chase, Cincinnati, eight catches, 201 yards, one touchdown. Good for 30-plus fantasy points today. Terry McLaurin out of Washington, about the only positive thing in Washington. Seven, 122, a touchdown. Good for 25-plus fantasy points. The Chiefs game today featured A.J. Brown, who I would assume is back. Eight, 33, a touchdown, 27-plus points in the fantasy world. And rookie Kyle Pitts, he didn't get in the end zone, but he might as well have just had him day. He went seven for 163, 23-plus fantasy points. And Binkley this afternoon, it's just the Cooper Cup show. He should be in the MVP discussion as a wide receiver. He now has 10 for 156, two touchdowns, Mm. 37.6 fantasy points all around the leagues. Mike Evans, a big day today as well. I apologize for calling him washed. He has six for 76, three touchdowns, 30-plus fantasy points. DeAndre Swift, four receptions, 74 yards, and six rushings. Uh, six rushes for 27 yards for a touchdown that good for 20 plus fantasy points and all these games just now getting ready to end the second half and big injuries Josh Jacobs left with a chest injury and Miles Saunders left with an ankle injury as he was obviously carted off the field and that Binkley and Kramer is your fantasy flash report I'm Dusty Likens have a good Sunday thanks a lot Dustman right there the good game too the Rams are on the, up on the Lions, 25-19 in the Goff Bowl, Goff-Stafford Bowl. 541 left in the fourth. The Lions actually have the ball at the Rams 12. 25-19 here, so who knows what happens in this game, Kramer. But uh, as far as the AFC West is concerned, the Chargers had to buy. The Raiders up 33-14, four minutes left in the fourth quarter on the Eagles as the Raiders' uh, offense looking really, really good these last couple of weeks. And earlier today, we saw the Packers beat Washington uh, no surprise there. Washington didn't make it an interesting first quarter, losing 24 to 10. Falcons 30, the Dolphins 28, the, the Patriots 54, the Jets 13 in a laugher. And next week's opponent, the Giants, the G Men 25, Panthers 3. So, yes, they did it. The Panthers got Sam Darnold bench. So, again, the Chiefs need to beat the Giants, but the Giants actually looked pretty good today. And then it was Jamar Chase, as Dusty said, having a great day with Joe Burrow as the Bengals. Five and two. Maybe it's time to start talking Bengals. They want to be Bengals and, and Titans. Where are we at now? Where are we at? These other teams doing it as the uh, as the Bengals go in to Baltimore, everybody's favorite team, and beats the Ravens forty-one to seventeen. Later on tonight, the Colts and 49ers and the Saints and Seahawks uh, tomorrow night. Our phone line nine one three five seven six seven six ten. The Silverstein Ice Center's phone line. Plus, we'll go inside that locker room and we'll take your calls next. The Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today. Tune in Mondays at 7.30 for our weekly conversation with Derek Johnson on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Pumpkin pie and apple pie treats are back at Andy's. Fall for them today. Here's Jay Binkley. 
Chiefs lose to the Titans 27-3 in dominating fashion by the Tennessee Titans coming on back-to-back wins to Buffalo Bills and against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mentioned the golf bowl a minute ago. It was 25-19. Lions down the 12-yard line of the Rams. Jared Goff interception. Rams ball. So speaking of survivor picks, uh, a couple people picked the Rams. Could have been the uh, Detroit Lions day as far as that's uh, concerned, Kramer. Real quick, go to the phone lines, 913-576-7610. Before we head inside the Kansas City Chiefs locker room, what's up, Showtime, Kansas City? Uh, hey there, Bink. Hey there, Showtime. Well, I've got a couple things. I'll make it quick. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say that Showtime Kansas City loves Bink at night. My favorite show of the week. I look forward to listening to it every night when you're on, so I appreciate the good work. Keep it up. We like uh, you, too. The the two things I wanted to, to, to touch on real quick is, you know me, Binkley, I'm all about the battle of the trenches, and it seems like the defense can't get pressure on the opposing quarterback. I just want your thoughts, trade deadline. Is there anything we can do, anybody we can bring in to improve that pass rush? Uh, and it, the second thing, the most important thing, is, uh, is the hit on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he passed concussion protocol. Uh, I looked at the replays, and it looked really bad, worse than, than I guess, the outcome. My question is, are they going to give him an X-ray MRI to make sure his neck's not broken, anything like that? Showtime, Kansas City, I'm out. No, I'm sure they did that. I mean, they went to the medical tent, did clear protocols. I, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they'll give him or whatever, but the, it was good news for him coming out of that protocol. So, yeah, I mean, that, that part was hard. As far as pass rush for the Kansas City Chiefs, Ben Neiman with the only sack for the Kansas City Chiefs today. Yeah, it's a problem. I mean, you look at – they're trying. I mean, they had 68 blitzes, ninth in the NFL coming in the day, only hit the quarterback 20 times, 13th in the league. They've had a problem bringing the quarterback down. Trade deadline? I mean, it depends on what the Giants. Here's the trade deadline coming up the second. Now, Whitney Merciless would have been perfect for me because here was a guy that the Texans were going to be paying the salary and you had no draft picks to give up. That's the toughest thing. Do you want to part with draft picks? And also, you're sitting $2.8 million under the cap. Two big problems for the Chiefs. Now, is it too early to say, well, well they, can they get rid of a few pieces to get some draft picks? I mean, unfortunately, that's on the horizon. They have to figure out which direction this team is going. If they believe in this team, think this is bad picks or, or some bad decisions by the defense, bad coaching, can things be fixed? But again, you've already gone seven weeks in the season. You know how bad are things? Teams three and four, have they shown the ability to fix things up until this point, questions you have to ask yourself. Uh, but I would not spend a lot of draft picks on anybody right now because right now I think it kind of is what it is. Whitney Merciless would have taken him. Jalen Smith would have considered that. Again, find guys where the team is picking up most of the paycheck from the player. That would have been the perfect situation for the Kansas City Chiefs. Time to head inside that locker room. Player Sound and Coach Sound brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here was Andy Reid after the game. All right. Um, as far as the injuries go, Pat um, was in the concussion protocol. He cleared it, and then I decided not to put him back in. So, And then Chris Jones um, strained his groin. Um, uh, Tyron um, just hurt his ribs a little bit, and then I think we were pretty good after that. Most, mo- for the most part, we came out pretty healthy. Uh, Mike did a nice job with his football team. Um, listen, they made they made more plays than what we did, particularly the first few series there. And I've seen our guys do it and make the plays. Um, we're just not doing it now. But I trust that those things will get taken care of. Um, both sides of the ball 
and special teams. Um, you know, we're close with with the you know with the interceptions. We're right there on the hip. Again, they made the the great catch and and catches, and we and we weren't doing it offensively, and we weren't finishing it defensively. So, um, you know, there there are some good individual things that are taking place with some of the young guys. There's some positives there. I thought the second half for the defense was again positive. I mean, how they held the run game down was a was a plus. Um, you know. But again, we need we we really need to get both sides playing playing well, and um, and so we're gonna go back and look at it again. We've got to eliminate the turnovers and the penalties, and um, again, these are things that we haven't haven't been common to. So I, I've, I'm seeing things that I hadn't seen before, and we just got to fix it. And the players they know that, and I've got a good locker room, and they'll again they'll continue on with it, and the coaches will continue to. Do it. This is all of us, and it starts with me. Completely my responsibility and fault for how we play today. And then, um, you know, the, the coaches feel the same way about it. So they, we've all got a piece of this thing. All right, with that, time's yours. You just said I've seen things I haven't seen before. Can you elaborate on that? <clears throat> well, it's with the guys. Yeah. So just different guys. The guys that I've seen perform and, and not do certain things. That you know. We're right there to do the right thing and make make something happen, and it's bouncing the other way. So um, we got to fix it. Yeah. And the quarterback, I mean, with, with Patrick, it seemed like he forced a couple of things. Obviously, he forced the ball yeah. last week against That's Washington. That seems uncharacteristic. Yeah. So he's trying to make things happen, and, and you know, we've he's we're all part of this. So I, I've got to dial up better things, and and um, and then we'll go from there. Andy, it's obviously such a complimentary game, but do you, do you feel like you get to a point where the offense is trying to do things because of the situation it finds itself in from the defense? Yeah, I don't. No, I don't think so. I think that you know here we we sit with uh, you know the average record, and um, and then you um, you've been up and down both sides of the ball, and, uh, and you know you have you try to. Go above and beyond what you're what you're doing. Sometimes it throws things out of whack. And this, this is both sides of the ball. This isn't just one one side I'm talking about. So, you know, that's what like I said, it's what guys that I've seen uh, do the things. But as you know, as play callers, we've all got to go back and look at, at what we're giving our guys to work with. I mean, it's um, it's a, and that's where we've all got a piece of this. Andy, what was the biggest issue defensively in the first half? Yeah, I thought we were close. I mean, we were close, Nate, and it was just a fingertip away from taking care of a big play or a penalty, you know, happening. And, um, you know, they had a nice screen with a third and long. You know, we were getting them into those good situations, and they were able to work their way out of it. So, you know, we we got to take care of that. We've got to fix that. What do you have to do to get your pass rush going? Yeah, so I think having them in there collectively together is a is a good thing. I think getting Chris back was good. We'll see how how banged up he is, but we'll, you know, getting him back in the mix I think is a positive thing. Working through this game was an important thing for him, you know. Um, but keeping guys out there and working together, you know. This is the, the first game where the offensive line appeared to struggle. Was there anything different that Tennessee did, or was it just? 
they beat you up front today? Yeah, well, we came in knowing that they have a good defensive front, and you want to stay out of third and longs, and you don't penalties kill you. And you, I mean, you guys saw that. I mean, you saw it early, and we're we're looking at long yardage situations. So you you get you, we got to take care of that. You know, that's whether right or wrong. You know, whether we think it's a right or wrong call. Um, that's not that's not how it rolls. I mean, we've got to make sure that we're not in those situations and um, against good defensive fronts. The game in Pittsburgh, I think, like five years ago. But other than that, I mean, this is two out of three weeks. You guys non-competitive scores. What is your level of concern with just sort of morale, energy, players and coaches? Yeah, well, listen, I, I trust the I trust the locker room. I trust the players and and the coaches. So, I'm, you know, we've got to make sure we we hang together and, and fix the problem. You know, the easy way out is not doing that. So, got to hang together and get it fixed. A couple, a couple more, everybody. Related to that. Andy, we're not in the locker room anymore, can you give us a sense for, for what the moves are like in there? Yeah, well, they're down. I mean, they got they just got beat, you know. So, that's not a real good feeling. And, uh, I mean, these are proud guys. And, uh, you know, they want to do well. And it's not working out. So, we got we got to make sure we get it right. I do understand why you normally elect to defer, but from time to time, do you do you ever think about uh, receiving the kick to so the so the Chiefs' office can set the tone versus it being the other way around? Yeah, that's not where I'm at now. Yeah. Last two out of them. Um, you, you talked about Pat right off the start that it was your decision not to put him in. Just want to clarify: you expect him to be available when you yeah, guys start practice out, this yeah, week? He, he was out of the protocol. Yeah, he cleared the protocol or whatever the, the term is. There. Yeah. There you go. You can hear Patrick Mahomes tomorrow with Carrington Harrison on the drive. Penalties, a disappointment for the Chiefs for sure. Nine nine penalties, 77 yards. Keep in mind, that's one area the Chiefs had done well. Like they have counted on that. Like it's one part of this team where the defense has been bad. It's one team, one part they had been able to count on was the penalties, the low penalties. Chiefs came into this game 24th in the NFL with only 35 penalties. Penalty yards, they were 22nd in the NFL. So they're bottom third in both penalties and penalty yards. 286 total yards coming in today. But again, six penalties for the Titans, nine for the Kansas City Chiefs. That is one part that had been going well for them, but every single facet seemingly with this football game went bad today for the Kansas City Chiefs. Time to head back inside that locker room by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, I feel fine now. I mean, just it was fourth down, so I was kind of getting held up. And instead of going down, try to throw the ball. And obviously, y'all saw the hit. So, I mean, I kind of took my time getting up, but I felt fine. But obviously, with the, you have to kind of go through those things, the protocol things. But I did everything I needed to do to be be here right now. You always knew at that time that you were going to be fine. We've got full memory of the play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have full memory of the play. It was just kind of... You get hit pretty hard. Sometimes you just want to lay there, and plus it was fourth down, and I knew the kind of game was at that end there. So it was a disappointing day and a disappointing way to end it. You talk about a disappointing day. How was the locker room after the game? I mean, yeah, I mean, you're embarrassed. I mean, you just got you got spanked pretty good. I mean, it's uh, uh, you we were coming in here trying to build off momentum of the week before, and we didn't do that. So I mean, it's just trying to. Find a way to get better for next week because you got to continue to get better and better in this league if you want to get to where you want to be at. Can you kind of pinpoint where, where things are going wrong? Yeah, I know you know we come in week in week out talking about the turnovers and things like that, but where where do you think the mistakes need to be be fixed? I mean, it's 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 kind of been one thing here and there each and every week. It's not like a whole overarching one thing, 
Um, and, I mean, today it was probably me just pressing a little bit too early in the game, and then it kind of got down, and we were in a, a, that kind of mode where you're kind of uh, no huddle, which you don't want to be in in the NFL. You can execute a little bit, but it's hard to get sustained drives. Um, so I just got to be better early in the games uh, so we don't get behind like we did today. What did the defense do to confusion today out there? I mean, they just made plays. They played the same coverages that they played against the Bills. Um, we just didn't execute, or I didn't execute, really. Uh, there was open guys. You could see it on the tablet. There's pockets that were clean that I, I kind of scrambled from. Just gotta, just gotta, I have to be better in order to lead this offense to, to score more points. When you said you were pressing, what prompted that defense? I don't, I don't know what prompted it. I don't know if it was, it was just me just kind of trying to make things happen. Um, but you, in, in this league, you kind of have to let things develop. You have to go through the process of – of making plays, uh, and it, it takes one play at a time. And like, people always talk about you can't have like a 14-point play. Uh, they scored early. Uh, I kind of have to go through the process of just getting the ball down the field, uh, not trying to do too much. If you look at the before the end of the half, the scrambling, just go down. Why, why do I even try to get the extra two yards? It's just little things like that that um, that, that add up and end up getting beat, beat pretty bad. Is this something you feel like you've been in before in your career where you felt that sort of mindset before in the past? Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I mean, I want to win. I mean, that's that's at the end of the day, I, I want to win, um, and so I try to do whatever I can uh, to win. But at the, you have to believe in the guys around you. You have to know that you can go the long way. You can take the short pass, and guys will make guys miss. Um, you can hang in the pocket and make the throws. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I just want to win, and whatever that takes, I'm gonna try to do. And I'll look at this film, learn from it, um, and try to come out better uh, on mon- Monday night this week. This is two out of three weeks now, which is kind of non-competitive scores. I know what you guys had expectations before the season. I wondered, is there a sense of shock in the locker room? And, and if so, how, how do you get through that? Yeah, I mean, you don't. You never go into a game expecting to lose, uh, lose, but lose bad. I mean, so I mean, definitely you, you get shocked because you, you didn't play the way you wanted to. Um, but we have enough leaders in this team. We have to find a way. I mean, I don't know what that's going to take yet. We'll go in. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. We'll watch the film. Um, but I trust that we'll find it. I mean, that, that's what's part of leadership. That's what part of great teams are is being able to battle through adversity. And we've, it's been uh, kind of uh, rainbows and flowers and awesome for these last few years. But uh, whenever you want to build something substantial and you want to build something great, it, you're going to go through parts like this. And, um, I mean, it's still, we, people keep saying it's still early in the year. I mean, we're, we're still, we can still go get whatever we want. Um, but it's going to take us getting better every single day um, because if you get better every single day and play each game play by play, uh, I think we have the talent in this locker room that we can we can make it happen. Would you say the parts that you guys are going through is that like a, a slump? Would you would you call it? Yeah, in a, in a, I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, uh, we just aren't playing good enough. I mean, we we have the players. We've, we we've we're running the plays. It's just a little thing here or there that we're not doing well. Uh, if it's if it's uh, a pass uh, that I need to throw at this a certain point, I'm missing that pass. If it's uh, a, a shot downfield, we, we, we didn't get the block through exactly the right way. Uh, it's just a little thing here or there, but if you look at the talent overall and the guys playing, we're, we're, people are playing hard and people are, are doing what they need to do. Um, but we have to come together as a team, offense, defense, and special teams, and play that complete game every single week if we want to be uh, who we want to be. Just one more about the hit. Um, sounds like you, you expect to play next week, but is there anything during the week you expect to do differently as far as just maintenance, anything like that? With No, I mean, I always try to do a good job of preparing my body to be as ready as possible. Uh, there's always little things here or there that you work on during the, the kind of grind of the NFL season. 
Um, but uh, we have an extra day, so I'll try to get a jump on the on the Giants and watch as much as possible. Uh, try to be better next week. So there's Patrick Mahomes after the game. It's good to hear him after that talking after the game, after going to the medical tent and everything else. And he reads that he's cleared. They will play the Giants on Monday Night Football. And really, I mean, every game comes down to a must-win game. That's what this Titans game was called. It's another must-win game with the Giants. Lose this one, you know, stick a fork in it. It's done with the Giants if, I mean, Forget about what role they can go in or whatever, but to take five losses this early in the season, I mean, just math doesn't come out well for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, regarding that. Patrick Mahomes, uh, only three points a day, led the Chiefs offense the worst in his career, and especially Andy Reid. You have to go back pre-Andy Reid with Romeo Cornell when they only scored three points, but they got beat up today. No other way to look at it. It's embarrassing. It's an embarrassing loss, the way the Chiefs went out today. But it'll be interesting to see how they respond against New York. You know, they've taken care of business. Again, it's another bad football team that did win today. Give them credit. They only allowed three points, uh, did the Giants today, as they beat, beat up on the uh, Panthers earlier today. But again, Panthers, or excuse me, you get the Giants, then the Green Bay Packers for the Kansas City Chiefs. And this, this is when math really starts to be a big part of the equation. Big part of the equation. How many losses can the Chiefs stomach going forward? And... One bright spot of the Chiefs, if there is a bright spot, obviously Willie Gay's interception, okay, that was fine. But how about Nick Bolton and the 15 tackles? You know, Frank Clark, two tackles today. You know, Chris Jones does come back, gets one tackle for the Chiefs. Nick Bolton, again, this is going to be a Nick Bolton game. He's the most sure tackler they have on this team. I thought he will make you forget about Derrick Johnson as the years go on. Not not forget about him, but be a guy that can be just a tackling machine. And he's proved that. Made nice sol- nine solo tackles. Again, he's a sure-handed guy, a guy needed against somebody like Derrick Henry. Let's hear from uh, from Nick Bolton. Sounds of the game brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Again, here's Nick Bolton, who's all about business. Frustrations that first half? Uh, I well, it wasn't frustration, just like an execution. Uh, we've got to be a little bit better uh, coming out early in the first half, and uh, we'll be, we will be better. Great weeks now where the defense had a good second half. What is it going to take for that second half to actually happen in the first two quarters? Uh, I feel like we played pretty good on first and second down uh, in the first half. We just got to get out to fit in third downs. Um, so we're just going to continue to get better and keep doing that uh, going forward. Was there a lot more of an emphasis than, than previous weeks against stopping the run? And, and if so, how do you think that sort of changed the Titans' you know, game plan today? Uh, yeah, I was emphasis off on the run. Uh, another uh, type of caliber running back they had over there. Um, so our D-line, they did great up front. Uh, linebackers, I was downhill all day, and so I was able to minimize the run game and explosive runs and uh, kind of help them uh, pass the ball a little bit more. We just got to uh, get the field on third down. What do you think that uh, the offense did? Obviously, the trick play that led to the first uh, first touchdown did that threw you all off guard. Uh, no, it was just a, a great call on them. Uh, we kind of knew they went wildcat throughout the week. They just had a, a great play. Uh, they just made a play. The start today, and uh, you know, just overall your performance, you seem to be pretty good at tackling. Derrick Henry, just kind of assess your start today as you guys start today. I just uh, I took it as every uh, any other week. I'm um, just kind of trying to be the best person uh, for our defense. Uh, I can't be. Uh, this week I was playing Mike. Um, uh, we hitch out. Uh, we're glad to get him back uh, soon. So, uh, like I said, it was just me doing my part on defense. Defensive line played a hell of a game. Uh, linebackers beside me played great as well too. What's what's the most frustrating part? when you have the whole length of the field to defend and the team goes 97 yards in the first quarter? Um, 
like I said, uh, they just made plays. Uh, it probably came out um, a little flat, but uh, we'll be better going forward. What, what were the adjustments you made moving to the line today? I mean, I assume that you, you were calling those plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just just calling the plays for pretty much the difference. Everything else is pretty much the same uh, week to week. Um, again, Hitch helped me out throughout the week and helped me uh, get comfortable uh, to, to go out there and play this week. And so, uh, yeah, testament to him for that. Like the uh, back end, the second secondary was a little step slow uh, defending AJ Brown, uh, um, and you know it just seemed like you guys were just slow. Would you see when you were out there? Uh, he just made a couple uh, deep ball catches, um, contested catches down the field, fifty-fifty uh, balls, and he came up with them. Uh, that's something I can say on that. Um, I know our DB session is going to come back uh, next week, focused in, locked in, I'm ready to go. This is your first season, but how bit of a surprise is this to be three and four, seven weeks in? Um, given how they thought the season may go when it, when it first began? Uh, I knew coming in that uh, every game was not uh, given. Uh, it's earned. You just got to earn wins uh, in this league. Um, so we just got to continue to do that. We got to get better. Uh, come in next week, uh, focused in, ready to play. There you go, Nick Bolden right there. Again, <laughs> things are given to you in this league. Everybody's out there to beat you. And so far, the Chiefs have not been up to the challenge. You know, defending the crown, sitting at the top of the hill. It's been disappointing. Today was the completely disappointing game all the way around from the offense to defense. You name it. Nick Bolton, that was a bright spot. He made tackles. But again, this team, X's and O's wise, you got you to play chess, beat the team coming out after you because Derrick Henry, you know, throwing a touchdown pass. They didn't expect that. They held him to three yards of carry. Didn't matter. And I guess that's the most disappointing thing. Had we been sitting here and talking about Derrick Henry running for 250 yards, again, this guy leads the NFL with over. He's 260 yards going into the day, better than any other running back. Well, what happened? So, again, we're not talking about that. A lot of stuff for Fesco in the morning at 5.58 in the morning. Thanks to Kramer Sansone producing the operation. Thanks to Dusty and Josh Klingler and, of course, Pete Sweeney as well. See you guys tomorrow.